Hey, whoa, what's all this stuff? Hey, 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 there I am. Hi. Welcome to the show. This is the only show that dares to ask, shall we extend Halloween? I don't know if we're going to answer it. Uh, and mostly it's just because that was the best uh, face screenshot thing I had, and I, and I wanted to show the cool spider web makeup that my daughter did. So there you go. Uh, what am I referring to? I'm referring to that. Yes. Uh, that's not my teeny tiny body, though. Just the makeup. All right. Uh, so welcome to the show. This is JP's product pick of the week. Uh, and it is a show broadcast right from within a product page. And I will tell you, if you want to go check out that product page, you can head there right now. Spoiler alert. You'll now know what the product is. It's product 590. And, uh, one of the reasons we ask you to go check it out is because it's going to be 50% off this product, whatever it is. Uh, we haven't yet decided. That's not true. Uh, it's going to be 50% off, which is terrific. Uh, what a discount. And um, I will um, head there later. We'll go check out the product page later. But if you want to head there now, you can point a lens at that QR code or just type in that URL there that you see at the bottom. Uh, and we can get on with it. So typically for these, I like to show the original product launch video that Lady Ada did on the new, new, new part of Ask an Engineer, but I couldn't find one for this one. I'm not sure what happened, if it slipped between the cracks or what. Uh, so instead, I'm going to uh, jump straight to getting one out of my mysterious cabinet of wonder drawers, and then uh, we'll take a look at it. So buckle up. Yes, that's right. The product pick of the week this week is the Permaproto full-sized breadboards. These are perf boards in the shape and, more importantly, design of a breadboard. These are real nice, high-quality PCBs that you can use to transfer your circuits from a typical breadboard, where you press your components in, into a much more permanent home by soldering it into this guy, the Permaproto. So one of the great things about the Permaproto is that it is laid out pretty much identically to the same size breadboard. So we have the same rails for power and ground on both sides. We have the connections uh, between the little rows of components there. So you can place a component in and then just use one of the uh, points above or below that to solder to and then uh, create the rest of your circuit somewhere else. And uh, this is the three pack. So if you check it out right here, uh, it's a Permaproto three pack of the full sized ones. I'm refreshing it, and you'll see we've got this half price, half off price, which is $9.98, which is a great bargain. Uh, and you can pick up up to 10 sets of these, 10 packs of three. So that's a lot of prototyping you can do. I love using these because often when you create something on a breadboard, you risk things falling off and falling apart. So once you've 
tested something out and you're actually planning to use it a little bit, but maybe you're not going that full extra step of um, making a PCB in CAD and having it created or etching your own or milling your own. Uh, if you want to just keep it as a wired item, so hand traced basically with wires, uh, you can't beat these. They're just great. Uh, I'll show you an example of a board that I designed or a circuit that I designed and then the Permaproto version of it now. So uh, let me see. Let's uh, move me over there and this here. There you go. So here is something where I wanted to take a feather board and I wanted to use a little OLED screen with it and a, a rotary encoder as well as a little stereo output jack that I could send MIDI out on, uh, as well as I have a couple of resistors necessary, and you can see I'm sharing some connections there with ground and power across a few of the devices. And in this case, I'm even using uh, the Stemma QT port on the Feather, so I don't actually have anything um, that I need to solder between those two, but I wanted a mechanical connection, which is one of the other nice things about using these is you can use pins as mechanical connections. So if you take a look at my down shooter here, uh, let's pull that out of there and I can move this down a little bit. You can see here, here's my uh, circuit. So I've got the feather on here. Uh, I've got the wiring for I squared C just using that stomach QT cable. But then I have some of this more permanent wiring heading over to my rotary encoder and I'm running up to ground uh, for the encoder as well as for the switch on the encoder. I'm grabbing power here for my little uh, MIDI output jack. And uh, as you can see here, I do have some pins. I'm actually using some 90 degree pins to sort of lower this from where it would normally want to go. It's not just bolted into the ground line there. Um, that would be bad. But instead, I'm just taking advantage of some mechanical fastening there. Uh, you can see this in action. If I click around, I can change values on these uh, CC outputs. If I turn up some volume, you'll hear. So these are just signals I'm sending over this uh, cable from MIDI into a small little synthesizer, my little Korg. Uh, NST1 that I really like. Is that its name? NTS1? New tech. Um, I could turn that down. And you can also send USB MIDI at the same time in this case. Uh, but more importantly, I have a really nice little, uh, essentially final permanent um, little device here that I can use. I'm, I'm just going to set this on my desk and use it to control some different synthesizers. And uh, I could put some feet on the back there. What I want to do is actually, I'm going to unplug this and show you a little bit of the construction there. So you can solder down your microcontroller permanently on these, or I like to use these little uh, short feather headers in this case. So it's still not quite a flush mount, but it's pretty low down. And uh, so I've soldered in these little headers permanently. That means I can still access these pins here. Uh, I can run wiring through there. I can get to that hole there if I want to uh, mount this to something. And uh, the other sort of interesting, a um, couple other interesting things. One, you have this uh, sort of center lane here that's unused, and this is the same uh, for breadboards. You don't have any connection, 
you show, show the backside or if I show the backside here, you don't have any connections. So these are sort of separate discrete things which are meant for putting like an IC chip across uh, the divide there or in this case, my feather. So we have separation of those pins and same goes for the rotary encoder. So there's three encoder uh, direction pins here and there's the two button uh, press pins and those are not uh, touching, not related, not connected there. And then in the case of this little screen here, I just mounted a right angle header that's not soldered to anything. It's just soldered to the board. It's not uh, a connection I'm making. And a little right angle mail header there so I can go and slide that in and just get that stuck to the board. But rather than go through all of the wiring there, I didn't need to, I'm just reusing uh, this little I squared C connection, which means I can also uh, pick up some I squared C on the other side of that screen there, which is kind of cool and convenient. Um, let's see, let me, let me check the uh, chat here. Hello everyone over in YouTube, as well as the, uh, the Discord chat. Let's see, uh, what have we got? Any questions for, can you cut them to size? Yes, you can, I've done that before. Uh, the, I use a bandsaw to do it usually. I've also on occasion scored it with a utility knife and then snapped it. The thing is, any way that you're, you're cutting it, make sure you're wearing some, uh, some ventilation, ventilator respirator protection uh, and have, have some good ventilation because you don't want to get the little fiberglass particles in your lungs. That's really, really bad for you. So, uh, But yeah, you can cut them to size. You can drill holes in them if you wanted to add extra mount points. You can do that. Uh, this does have three mount points on it, so you can attach it to something, uh, whatever you want, whatever kind of case you want to attach it to. Um, the, uh, let's see, other questions. Oh, you did that and you couldn't get it to break width-wise. Oh, that's interesting. So two, th oh, you're trying to make two thin strips of it. Um, yeah, you might be able to do that if you're trying to cut it across this way. I would grab a rule. Uh, I would create a pretty good score line and then I would clamp that to the edge of a desk and maybe press down on it with a block of wood or something like that to get that to snap. Um, you can also maybe get a couple of vice grips or pliers and, and wiggle like this to get it to cut. Uh, let's see, any other questions? Let's see. Side buttons of the rotary control connected to, side button pins, if that's the question. Uh, these are a, um, these are for mounting. So typically you'll put a couple of oval notches in a, in a PCB and these are just for stability and mounting. They're not uh, used for anything, so I don't have them connected to anything. Uh, I can't remember if these connect to ground. Sometimes I think those do connect to ground and you can use that as an extra ground point, but those are mechanical only. So you can bend them out of the way, you can snap them off if you're, if you're attaching them to a board like this that doesn't have holes drilled. Uh, yeah, Dremel tool as well, Stuart uh, Riggs, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, hacksaw works, yes, for sure. All right, um, so let's see, other thoughts or questions on these? It's pretty straightforward. Uh, these come in different sizes, but uh, this is a really nice one if you're building a project that has a sort of luxurious amount of room on it for input. If you have a smaller microcontroller, you can get quite a few uh, buttons and switches and encoders on there. And uh, that is how I like to use these. I've used them in a bunch of projects before. And it's a really great way to go from this sort of thing. Here's a really dusty project. 
where you can see I've got a bunch of buttons laid out and some infrared as a remote control uh, to something that won't fall apart on you, uh, which, which is a really nice bonus. So let's see. I think that's going to do it. That'll wrap us up for today. So that was today's product pick. It is the Permaproto full-sized PCB for uh, making your projects a little more permanent. I'll go ahead and hang that from the increasingly crowded wall of goodness. All right. uh, Thanks, everyone. So don't forget, if you head to the uh, site right now, you can get these for 50% off. And that's a maximum of 10 per customer. Uh, And get them in your cart. And I would would check out pretty quickly because this deal does go away when the show ends. You have a small grace period, but I'm not sure exactly uh, the moment that that'll get cut off. So... uh, yeah, Eric Australi says these are much more reliable than simple breadboards for sure. And some things like rotary encoders, they just want to f- fly out of there. Like the, if you use them, you're going you're gonna to put a little torque on them and they just want to fling right out of, out of the, uh, the breadboard. Um, also, I believe the current rating may be higher. Some, uh, don't, don't, um, you might want to check on that. I don't know if we have stats published, but I think uh, the breadboards might not handle as much current uh, as the actual copper PCB soldered down. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And I will see you next time. That's going to do it for another JP's product pick of the week. Bye-bye.